Welcome to Prayer Storm Podcast. We trust that it will be a blessing to you and that it will stir you and equip you to be all God calls you to be. It's great to be uh, coming to you today right here from Manchester. This is our first live stream for 2021 and uh, it's our furnace. We've had a break. We spent time praying, seeking God, and it's just been amazing. And uh, we're so glad that we're able to come live uh, to you uh, right here. I'm just looking at some of your comments. Thank you. Uh, Suzanne says, yes, Lord. Anne says, baptize us with fresh fire. Yes, I agree with that. Yes, the strength. We're asking for the reality of strength. I'm going to be sharing some of that today. Because God is wanting us as his people to build capacity in 2021. Actually, I hope we have been building capacity in 2020, but if not, I believe this is the time for us to arise and begin to uh, ask the Lord to increase our inner strength. You know, uh, if the Lord wants to pour, imagine he has like, you know, you know, like a massive kind of gallon of his let's just let's just use an illustration of a cup imagine your capacity is like a cup and there's like you know 100 liters of water and we're asking that we want more of god but let's say your capacity is a cup it doesn't matter how much you cry out all you can have is just the limit of that cup and what we're asking for is not just more but a building of our capacity so that we can actually receive a lot more and retain a lot more and not waste what the Lord wants to release in this year. You know, I want to start with sharing a word that I shared early last year, 2020. Uh, this is a word that I feel the Lord put on my heart for the year. And as I look back on 2020, I feel like this word was relevant and I still feel it's relevant even right now as we come into 2021. So I'm going to start by sharing that and then we'll look at some scriptures and then we'll just see how the Lord leads us and then we're going to pray. Um, you know, before you build anywhere, you need planning permission. If you have the vision to build, uh, you know, a, a, a house or you have a building to build something, you know, church building or whatever it is on your heart, you need to get planning permission for those from those who are in authority, the local authorities. And until they approve your planning permission, you have no right to build. Let's just say you go ahead and build without planning permission. Um, whatever you build, it doesn't matter how nice it is. It doesn't matter how amazing it looks. Whatever you build is going to be knocked down by the local authorities because you're trespassing and you're building an illegal building, no matter how nice it is, because you did not receive permission. Now, why do you need permission? Because they have ideas of what they want that region to look like. They have ideas of certain things they want to develop. And your plan needs to fit into their agenda, into their overall bigger vision. And you may not, in fact, you will most likely not know their overall vision for that, for that area, for that region. Well, you might be thinking, what's the point of that? Well, I feel like 2020, in many ways, God was calling the church and has been calling the church to step into his bigger vision for a region, for the nation, for the kingdom. And in fact, as we came into 2020, this is the word I shared. And it's a, it's a sobering, scary word, especially for those of us who are in ministries like what I do right now, speaking, ministering, praying, and all this kind of stuff. Because it's like, I feel like God was saying there have been a lot of buildings that have been going on, and those buildings have not 
received planning permission from heaven. And what I mean by that is many of us in the things we have got ourselves involved in, whether it's businesses, whether it's even ministry activities, we never initially received planning permission. We, we never checked in to see what God's original purposes were. So we ended up building our own empires. And I felt like in 2020, again, I mind this is one of the words that the Lord gave me, that it was going to be where it was going to start to knock buildings down that did not fit into his purposes, things that were not of his kingdom, because God is building his kingdom. And I believe he's calling us to have that kingdom mindset. And so uh, uh, 2020 was a scary year. Obviously, we can't, you know, the pandemic, which is still going on right now in many ways. Um, And as we come into 2021, I still feel in my heart, even as I've been praying this year, spending time waiting on God, seeking Him, that that is still relevant right now for the church and for the people of God at large. And this is a significant time for us to take stock and re-examine, re-evaluate our hearts. Are we at the right place at the right time doing what the Lord has said? Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be doing anything other than what the Lord is calling me to do at this time. I don't want to be involved in anything other than what the Lord is wanting me to be involved in right now, regardless of how nice it looks. God's ideas is what my, God's opinion is what my, God has an opinion, and I want to be aligned with his opinion. It's about his will being done. You have a will, and God has a will, and we pray that prayer all the time. Let your kingdom come, and let your will be done. Well, is his will being done in and through us right now? If his will is not being done in and through us, then we lack the authority to see his will manifested through us to the nation, and I believe God is wanting us to surrender our will and actually get to a place where we begin to evaluate, examine the things that we've been giving our time, our energies to. Are they in line with his purposes? Are they in line with his plans for us? I don't want to get to heaven on the day of judgment and my life be examined and realize I did some good things that were not God things. This is not the time to just do good things. We have to do God-inspired, God-led things. And today I want to talk about being led by the Spirit of God because 2021, one of the words the Lord is calling to us, the people of God, is a year to mature, to step into the place of sonship, to step into the place of inheritance, step into a place of greater responsibility in the spirit. So I'm going to read you this scripture in Romans. And this is a word that has been on my heart as I've been just uh, spending time with the Lord as I came into this year. Uh, Romans 8, verse 18 says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Creation is waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. And when it talks about the sons of God, it's a place of maturity. We are born again in that when we give our lives to Jesus, and we surrender our our hearts to him, he becomes our savior, and the life of God is, is, is almost imparted to us. So we're born again in the spirit. We are able to perceive and engage with things of the kingdom. But we are born again almost like babies in the spirit. And the fact that the things of the spirit imparted to us in our journey of salvation does not mean at that point of salvation, we have matured to the place of sons. Now, the scripture already says, creation is waiting, not for those who have just been born again, 
Or not, not for those who have just given their lives to Jesus. Creation is waiting for the manifestation of sons. So you can be born again, but you might not have matured into the place where God can entrust you with things. I'm going to read that scripture again. It says, for I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory. Now, right now, coronavirus, the pandemic is all that you know, it's going on. And I don't know about you, but I've actually uh, 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 decided not to listen as much to the news recently because I want to have my ears more tuned in to what God is actually saying to me. And maybe that's a word for somebody watching right now. You've been listening so much to all the reports and constantly you're filling your mind with all this news, but you've not actually spent time waiting on God and seeking him. And this group is saying the sufferings, the things that are going on right now, it cannot be compared to that which God wants to reveal and that which God is going to reveal as the sons of God begin against the manifest. Heaven has an opinion about everything going on, on the United King, in the United Kingdom. Well, I'm in the United Kingdom. You might be watching this in the United States. You might be watching this in another country. Heaven has an opinion in all those things going on. And oftentimes, we as children of God, because we've not matured into our sonship, we are easily dis distracted by the opinions of other people and what everyone else has to say. When we step into the place of sonship, actually what happens is God can now entrust us with greater dimensions of his kingdom. God loves you as his child, but that doesn't mean he can trust you. See, I've got a uh, one-year-old, and she's amazing, and it's just great to see her grow. Now, she's my daughter, but I can't and trust her with certain things because she's not yet mature to handle the responsibility. The fact that I love her does not mean I'm going to trust her with, you know, with things that I know she has no understanding of that she, that can end up destroying her. There's some things that God wants to so much release to the church wants to so much release to us that he cannot entrust us with in this season because oftentimes the gifts and the blessings can become the very things that distract us from God and end up becoming the things that destroy us. And God is calling us to a place of maturity. To mature, we're going to have to build capacity. And I want to start by saying this is the year where God is wanting you to hear him for yourself. Now, I know God has blessed us with incredible prophetic voices, and God has blessed us with incredible pastors, incredible leaders, incredible apostles, but God is calling you as a believer to have your ears tuned in to hear him talking to you. This is not the time for you to just rely on the next preach from the church or the next prophetic word. Now, I'm not against these things. I'm saying God is wanting to put responsibility on you. He's wanting you to arise and begin to hear him for yourself, because some of you have started to abdicate your responsibility spiritually and so you are not realizing that God wants to say so many things to you and now you're confused by all the other voices I'm reminded of the scripture in Matthew who do you say that I am that's what the Lord is saying to you right now it's not who does your pastor say it's not who does the prophet say it's not who does the apostle say who do you say that I am Jesus asked the disciples this this question and you know first and foremost you know they were given all these answers about some people say you're this some people say you're that. Some people say you're Elijah. Some people say you're Jeremiah. And But Jesus asked them specifically a point-blank question. Who do you? What is your personal revelation of me in this hour? 
This is not the season where you're gonna just live by information. Thank God for incredible information with the internet age and all kinds of information out there. But information is not enough right now. We need revelation that becomes transformation. And that happens in a place of you encountering God for yourself. Maturity to the son, mature, maturity to sonships, to shun, <laughs> maturity to sonship takes place in the place of encounter with God. You see, you can go to church service and have a nice worship time and not encounter God. You can go to church service and hear a nice motivational preach and not encounter God. All these things are nice, but I'm talking about you encountering God in a way where the person, someone sees you after the encounter and knows, knows you're a different person. We have got to get to the place as the church where we are not satisfied with just preaches and just songs that tickle our emotions and get us stirred in the moment and make us, help us to think some, a few positive positive thoughts here and there and make us feel good maybe a few goosebumps and warm feelings and here and there but that's leading to no reality of change no no no. those days are gone gone are the days of entertainment driven christianity these are the days where god is wanting to raise up sons of the kingdom who are going to manifest who he is to the world around them and that does not come easily. That does not come by just watching this live stream. That does not come by watching the most amazing live stream or preacher on the planet. That does not come by having just a nice time of worship. I'm telling you, that comes by you taking on the responsibility to encounter God for yourself. The very spirit, listen to this. In fact, earlier on in this book of Romans, it says, The very spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. So the, the, the potential of the Holy Spirit is shown in the, in the power that was manifested in the resurrection. So think about the power of raising a dead body from the grave. Jesus did not have, as far as I'm aware, did not have anyone praying for him to be resurrected. The Holy Spirit was releasing so much power into Jesus that he was brought out from the grave. He was resurrected. And the Bible says that spirit dwells in you and in me. But how is it that we're not uh, maximizing that potential? Because oftentimes we've received a deposit, but that deposit of the spirit has not been cultivated to a place of maturity. Because many of us, sad to say, are still in spiritual diapers, waiting for people to make us feel good and preach us good and sing us good and then make us, and all that stuff. But we haven't stepped into the place of taking on the responsibility to tap into the potential of the spirit that's already within us the fact that that the fact that we have the deposit of the spirit within us that's actually that actually raised Jesus from the dead does not mean that we walk in the fullness of that potential you're the one that has the responsibility to tap into that potential and I know you know we we want impartation people lay hands on us and and all that stuff nothing wrong with having people pray for you but I'm telling you what I'm talking about right now is not going to come by an impartation of someone laying hands on you God is calling the believers the saints to a place of maturity in 2021 where we're not just listening to the news media but we're we're walking in the spirit of discernment we're walking with the spirit of wisdom and revelation and we're able to tell what is of God what is of the flesh and what is of the 
the devil. Because we are in a place where we have been communing with God. Don't waste this opportunity just to fill up your mind with lots of ideas that are not God ideas. How about this year, at the start of this year, you begin to create more space. Say, Lord, how I want to start this year, how I'm going to start this year is how I'm going to go on in the rest of this year. Many churches right now are fasting. Many people right now are spending time to pray. If you're not taking some time out to fast, I want to encourage you to take some time out to fast, especially as you start out this year. To prepare yourself. And when I say fast, I don't mean just fast in January and then forget about fasting for the rest of the year. Because that's what has happened to a lot of believers. The church calls a fast at the start of January. And you do your fast in January. And then after that, for, for the rest of the year, you just eat. You just eat. You, you don't even bother fasting at all. And then you wait till the next January to kind of shed off all the fat that you've eaten from all the food. No, no, no. I'm, not talking, about, I'm talking about right now. Thinking about stepping into that fasted lifestyle for the rest of 2021. Because, listen, fasting will cause you to move faster in the place of maturity in terms of your encounter with God because it's like the bandwidth you know the internet bandwidth when you fast you increase your bandwidth to receive more faster and at this time God is actually wanting to do a quick work a catch-up work that is why you need to create space I'm not asking you to fast for breakthrough I'm not asking you to fast for a husband I'm not asking you to fast for a car a house money or anything I'm not asking you to fast for anything natural I'm calling you to the place of fasting to seek God for maturity in your spirit, maturity in your soul, because actually you've been, you've been, a, uh, there's been a deposit in your spirit that needs to now translate into your soulish realm. It's Romans 12, the transformation of your mind and your thinking. And I believe in this season, there's an invitation from God for us to step from the place of immaturity to the place of maturity. I often use the illustration of if you were to go to, imagine we're able to gather in our services and, you know, everything was back to the way it was before. Imagine you were in one of those services and the pastor pointed uh, uh, to you after his preach and said to you, let's just say your name is, um, in fact, let me pick on someone that's online. Carol. Um, I can see Carol on there. Carol, imagine one day you're in church and the pastor points to you after he finishes preaching and says, hey, Carol, you're going to be preaching tomorrow uh, uh, evening service. And he only told you at the end of that preach. Okay. And let's just imagine, Carol, you know, speaking in front of people, you know, you're able to do that, but you're not really ready to preach or anything like that. The moment you hear the pastor tell you that you're going to be preaching at the next service the next day, I guarantee you, you're not going to go home and watch, binge watch, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> You're not going to go home and watch some series and just spend five hours, six hours. Why won't you do that? Because the moment the pastor said to you, hey, Carol, you're going to be preaching tomorrow evening. That moment when you said yes to that, uh, that invitation, spiritual responsibility hit you. And the spiritual responsibility that hit you has a natural outworking. And the outworking of that responsibility that you felt is the fact that now you need to hear God. Now you need to say, Lord, what are you saying? Listen, gone are the days of superstar, Christ, uh, superstar Christians. Now, I do believe God raised up apostles and prophets and teachers and evangelists and pastors. I'm not demeaning that at all. But I'm saying all those positions in the church are there to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. So gone are the days of just superstars. God wants the church to arise now to a place of maturity. So it, 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 this is the time where we can't just be saying, oh yeah, I'm not being fed. 
And I've said this all the time, you can't keep saying you're not being fed because if you're old enough, you should be able to feed yourself. I've got a one-year-old, she needs to be fed, but I've got a seven-year-old that can feed himself. Some of you have been Christians for 10 years, 15 years, and you're still saying you need to be fed. Oh, I'm not being fed. I went to church and I'm not being fed. Have you forgotten where your Bible is? Have you lost your worship life? What do you mean you're not being fed? You should be able to pick up that Bible, cry out to God, say, Lord, this Bible makes no sense to me. You see, this Bible actually makes no sense. This Bible makes no sense to the natural mind. I was reading this Bible there and saying, Lord, I don't have the intellectual capacity to tap into what the Spirit intended when he wrote this book. I need to contact the Spirit that wrote this book so that when I read it, the Spirit is reading me as I read it, and I'm hearing the voice of the Spirit through the book. It's not just an intellectual exercise and a theological exercise. It's an encounter with the Spirit. So because of that, I'm realizing I have spiritual responsibility for revelation to come to me, not just because I hear an amazing preacher, but I need to know God for myself. The sons of God need to arise in 2021. Listen, people. And when we say the sons of God, it's not sexist. It's just the idea of the the position of responsibility. Just like men are part of the bride of Christ, women are also the sons of God. It's not about sexist thing. It's not gender thing because there's no gender in heaven. It's talking about the position of maturity and responsibility that God has for us as people. Creation, the trees, the wind, the weather patterns, the creation, it's waiting for the manifestation of sons. So that tells me the create. This is not something that's meant to happen in heaven. You know, when we get raptured or whatever it is, whatever your end time theology is, when, when we get to heaven, it's it's about the here and the now. The creation right now is waiting. So you know what this means? When the creation finds the sons, the creation is going to respond to them. And you know, this is where. Even things in the atmosphere, the molecules, the tree, they're going to begin to respond to people who have become sons. Because when they hear your voice, when they hear the sound of your prayer, they're going to register the frequency and know that is the frequency that's coming from someone that's a son. So they're going to start to respond. How do you think Jesus was able to speak to the, to the wind, rebuke the sea, and almost walk on water? Because it, the creation was responding to a son. Creation was, was responding. And Jesus was a son of God, obviously the son of God. And as he walked on water, creation cooperated with him. So creation was waiting for the manifestation of the son, and the son came. Now Paul is saying to us, the same creation is waiting for us as believers to step into the place of our sonship. This is not something for just the pastor. You might be watching this and say, oh yeah, you know, I'm just struggling here with depression. Listen, you're not called to struggle with depression. You're called to live above it. And I'm not demeaning what you're going through at all. I'm just trying to say to you, God has more for you. So don't just settle for that and think that's how it's all is always meant to be. Well, I've always struggled with pornography. I've always struggled with this and this is how it's meant to be. Sons don't live that way. Sons don't use the cross as a sin management program. Sons understand the cross is about sin eradication. So they actually not just allow the cross to eradicate sin from their lives. They actually step to a place where they pick up their own cross to the place where they die. And because the flesh is crucified on the cross, like Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow me. As their flesh begins to die, God begins to be able to entrust them with more manifestations of his spirit because 
The flesh is not going to glory in the presence of God. So God is in the business of dealing with those issues. These are the times where you need to come before God and say, Father, examine my heart. What are the insecurities? Am I, am I living off of the applause of man? Am I living, am I getting my identity from the things I'm doing? Remember Jesus turning the stone, uh, he didn't turn the stone to bread. J Satan challenged him and, and asked him, you know, and said, if you are the son of God, turn this stone to bread. And that the whole temptation was about him proving his identity. Proving that he was who God said he was by what he did. Are you stuck in that mindset, in that pattern, in that, in that lifestyle of trying to prove yourself to your mates because you want to have this massive ministry and show them that, yes, you were anointed all along? Are you trying to prove yourself to your parents because they said to you, you are never going to amount to anything, and all of a sudden now you're blessed? Are you trying to prove yourself to anyone? Because when you step into your sonship, you've got no one to impress apart from the Father. All your concerns about his obedience and listen that is the mark of maturity because now you're just concerned about pleasing the father and doing what he says to do going where he says to go even if it offends people majority of us in the church today are still living at the level of carnality and living in the flesh and we haven't pushed past that reality and until we actually get dissatisfied and realize the potential that's in our spirit is the potential to raise the dead the, the, the potential that raised Christ, the power that raised Christ from the dead, that's just a snippet of the potential of what is already deposited in us. And you might be like, well, why am I not manifesting that? Acts 1, Acts 1, 8. Acts 1, 8 says this. You, sh you shall receive power after, everybody say after. <laughs> and if you're in a room, we have to say, everyone repeat after. You shall receive power after that, I've got, you know, my camera people here are saying after with me. After, not that word after. You shall receive the power after that the Holy Spirit has come. So there is a difference between the Holy Spirit coming and the power. There is a difference between the Holy Spirit coming and resting on you and the manifestation. The sons of God have grown to a place of responsibility in the Spirit where they can use the power of God and God entrust them with that reality. Because listen, the power of God can corrupt you if you're not in a place of maturity to understand the Spirit behind the power. We know about John. He says, you know, when the angel came and spoke to Zachariah, he said he will, he, will, he will go in the Spirit and the power of Elijah. So there's a difference between the Spirit and the power. You could have the, the spirit and not have the power. So I'm not saying you're not a Christian. I'm not saying you don't have the Holy Spirit. But could it be that you've received the Holy Spirit, but you haven't pressed into the potential that was deposited in you such that that Holy Spirit locked up in you now begin to release his power and creation begins to be, uh, creation begins to, uh, what's the word, uh, uh, respond to you. Because creation can see a son of God is rising up. And when the true sons of God begins to rise, coronavirus has nothing <laughs> on us. <laughs> when the true sons of God begins to rise, oh, oh, Elijah stood before Ahab and said, l l just listen to his words. First Kings 17, there shall be no rain. See, he was talking about creation. There shall be no rain Except at my words. He didn't even say except at the word of the Lord. He said because he knew that he had matured to a place where his words 
were going to carry weight with creation. Creation was responding, and he had locked the heavens with his prayers. We see that in James 5. He prayed earnestly. And then, after praying, he was able to stand before the king. And he locked the heavens with his prayers. And after locking the heavens with his prayers, he went to King Ahab and said, There shall be no rain except at my word. I'm telling you, this is the time for the sons of God to arise. God is wanting us to become like Elijah in our generation, that we begin to speak and creation begins to respond. And when the sons of God begins to manifest, the government has no choice but to pay attention to the church. <laughs> I mean, uh, Ahab had no choice but to pay attention to, to, to uh, Elijah. After Elijah locked the heavens, Ahab was like, oh my goodness, we need to find this Elijah guy. He was looking for Elijah. See, right now, the government is not looking for the church, <laughs> mostly. But I'm telling you, as the sons of God begins to rise, the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, and when I say the apostles, the prophets, I don't just mean those who are speaking on platforms in terms of at a church, because Daniel was a prophet, but he was a politician. <laughs> Think about that. Daniel was not preaching at a church, but he was a prophet that shifted the nation. So he was a praying prophet. He was a pol politician that was a praying prophet. He was in government. So I'm talking about, when I talk about sons of God and apostles and prophets and teachers, I'm not talking about people that are doing what I'm doing right now. Most of the church are not going to do what I'm doing right now in terms of standing on a platform and preaching on, uh, you know, to masses of people. Most of the church are going to be, you know, businessmen, are going to be school teachers over here. It's going to be, you know, a nurse over there. But those are the people, you're the ones I'm talking about. You know, I'm looking at your names, Anne, Love, Nana, you know, you're the ones I'm talking about here. That God is going to cause us, his people, you may think you're ordinary, but God wants you to move into the place where you begin to manifest a greater dimension, just like Elijah did. Elijah, when he spoke, creation responded. And imagine you walking, going into your workplace and speaking, and there being a, a response in the spirit that manifests in the natural because of your words. Listen, when you start to move in that level of authority, non-believers, everyone is going to be careful around you, just like they were around Elijah. Elijah is not just a type of a person that we just go, oh, yeah, amazing guy, Elijah. We are called to walk in that spirit, the spirit of Elijah. We just read that the Holy Spirit is just the way he manifested through Elijah. We call it the spirit of Elijah. Listen, we are called to walk in the reality of that spirit. And the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because this is what the Lord is stirring in my heart. And there's a dissatisfaction of just the norm. There's a dissatisfaction of just a preach. There's a dissatisfaction of just a worship set. What we're after right now is maturity. Maturity into sonship, maturity, acceleration past the mundane, past the flesh, past the temporary, past the, the shallow into the deep. We have to launch into the deep right now. It's time to turn off those TV series. It's time to turn off those things that are distracting you because you will not mature in God with multitudes of distractions around you. You're not going to grow deep in God on the run. It's time to turn those things off and tune in to what's already available to you. Blessed be the God of our Father, Lord, in Jesus Christ, who has blessed you, who has blessed you. He's already blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. In other words, it already happened in past tense. Now we need to work it out. 
So if we're not seeing the manifestation of the power of God, we're not seeing the manifestation of the things that we are believing for in revival, guess what? It's not God that is to blame. We can't just try to use the sovereignty of God as a way to explain away our spiritual incompetence or our, our, our spiritual bankruptcy. And we explain that way by saying, well, you know, it's the sovereignty of God. God's going to do whatever he wants to do when he wants to do. No, no, no. The way when I read scripture, especially when you read it by Elijah in James 5, Elijah prayed and then the heavens responded. Elijah prayed and then the heavens gave rain. You know what that tells me? For the heaven to release what it's pregnant with, prayers must leave the earth. The initiation the initiation came from Elijah. Draw near and I will draw near. It didn't say God was just going to draw near. It says you take a step and he's going to respond. So there is a, there is a, it's a two-way street. Don't just put all the responsibility on God and don't just put all the responsibility on you, but don't count yourself out because this year, more than ever, we need a hearing ear. This year, more than ever, we need a seeing eye. And again, I want to repeat, I'm not just talking about the uh, mighty man of God over there, the mighty one of God over there. It's time for you not just to go to church to receive a word from God. It's time for you to go to online church, if you go to online church, to get confirmation of the word you were getting when you're at home. You need to hear for yourself. My ears need to open. My eyes need to open. My heart needs to open. I need to mature into sonship in 2021. And I want to invite you in prayer right now. For me, nothing else matters right now apart from the maturity. I want to grow. I want to I wanna go deeper. I want to go further. I started by talking about capacity. I said, if, you are, if your capacity is likened onto a cup, it doesn't matter if God has 10 liters of things to point to. You're not able to receive it because your capacity is limited. It's time for you to say, Lord, enlarge my capacity. This is not the time for you to just do your, uh, uh, you know, um, and God bless all these, you know, I'm not, I'm not against these things, but I'm, I'm trying to say that the season we're in, if this is all you're doing, you're not going to, it's not going to cut it. What I mean by that is you just read your one verse for the day in terms of just read a verse and just say your one minute prayer and that's all you're going to do. That is not going to cut it in this season because what you need in it is, is extended times in the presence of God. And I'm talking about five minutes. Because you can easily spend five hours watching your series. But you can't spend one hour. Doesn't that bother you? I mean, it should bother you that you can spend six hours being entertained and receiving all this stuff that's not going to impact your eternal destiny. Because this life is a preparation for the life to come. And you can do all that stuff, but somehow... You can't spend an hour, two hours, and someone spends five hours and you think they're a spiritual guru and some incredible person. That, that was normal in the early church. Extended times with God because they had the capacity. Maybe you're struggling to spend an hour or two hours and just press into the presence of God because your capacity is so small. And it's time to say, God, break my capacity. I mean, uh, enlarge my capacity. Break the mold I've been stuck in. I want to be enlarged to receive more. As I come into 2021, I want to mature. Let there be a definite shift in my character this year. Let there be a definite shift in the encounter levels I have this year. I want to go deeper. You know, Matt was sharing earlier an amazing story about Billy Graham and revival. You have to make this personal. 
Lord, I've got to have this revival for myself. I know some of you are praying for revival for the nation, but listen, how about you take some time? It's not, it's not a bad thing because when you actually have that revival, the nation will have the, will express the, the, the impact of it. Secondary consequence will be the nation will be impacted. Your community, your family will be impacted. How about we start praying and say, God, I want that revival. Maybe you're dry. You're feeling dry as you come into this year, or maybe you're feeling worn out by the pressure of 2021, uh, of 2020. You come into 2021 just tired. Listen, there is grace in his presence to shift you out of that place of tiredness and dryness and bring you to a place of deep spiritual hunger that pushes you to go deeper in his presence and the secondary consequence of going deeper in his presence is encounters are waiting for you that will redefine you, that will change you, that would unlock the power that's already within you. And as you begin to mature and manifest that power, the creation around you begins to respond to that which God already put in you. This is the year of maturity. Maybe that's the end of my word for tonight. <laughs> this is the year to grow up. It doesn't matter how grown up you feel you are. There's still more growing to do. And so we're just going to say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, here we are. We bring our whole lives before you. We open our hearts before you. We lift our lives to you. We say, God, we're tired of living in the shallow. We're tired of living a life that is just not manifesting the reality of the kingdom, what you died for. There is a lot more that you have for us than we're walking in. And Father, even though there's a pandemic right now, we know in heaven there's no pandemic. We're going to live our lives on earth as it is in heaven. We want the reality of heaven to be the reality of our lives right now. And just like there's fire around your throne, we say let there be fire around our lives and in our lives on our prayer altar you know in that place of prayer maybe you've been praying and you found that place just dry and boring and difficult well father we cry out for the fire on our prayers this year we cry out for a fresh release of your grace over our times with you father that we're not going to settle for the same old same old we're going to we're not going to settle for just church as normal life as normal we're not going to just settle for just a furlough where we stay at home and we just have a nice time and watch tv lord we want to have we want to break into a new realm this year we want to see your power manifested in a new way this year. We want to see your revival break out of us this year, Father. We know this has got to be a year where we shift from the comfort zones we've been stuck in to the place where we break out for the sake of the world, for the sake of our nation, for the sake of this generation, Father. Lay hold of us. You see, I pray this prayer often. I say, Lord, lay hold of me. Grab hold of me. Shake me from my slumber. Wake me up into the place where I begin to manifest your presence, your glory for the sake of the world. World, for the sake of the lost, for the sake of your kingdom, Father, burn like a fire in me, burn in me, burn in me afresh. Wake me up from my slumber, shake me up from the addictions to entertainment and all the things of the world and the flesh, Father. Cause the hunger in my spirit to overpower every other desire around me. That, Father, I begin to fast, I begin to pray, I begin to spend hours in your presence listening to you, I begin to turn off the distractions because I've got to hear from you. I begin to spend time in the word because I need a word from heaven. I need to hear the voice of God to me. Not just for the mouth of a pastor or prophet or teacher. I want to hear from you for myself. I want to know what you're saying to me right now in this moment.
when I'm in. What you're saying about my family, my job, the situation, and I want to respond. And I want to see myself mature because I've, I'm called to manifest sonship in the earth. So, Father, let it be, God. Thank you for tuning in to Prayerstone Podcast. We hope you have enjoyed today's edition. For more information and teaching, and if you'd like to get connected, please visit www.prayerstone.org.